10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, hello. Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Post Credits, our live show that we do on Saturday nights. How is everybody doing out there? I'm Dryer Gilletta, uh, joined today by Robbie. Hey. And then uh, through the internet, the magic of the internet, I believe Sam is here as well. Uh. I, I think she's going to be joining us vocally at the very least. I hope so. That would be good. That would be cool. Um, yeah, because if not, then he's just stuck in a, in a room alone with me. Yeah, nobody wants that. And I'm just going to start crying. If that's I'm here. There she is. There's <clears throat> a yeah. lot of room to fill. A lot of air to fill. Ow. A lot of room air to fill. A lot of roomy air to fill. Um, <laughs> hi, Sam. What's up? Oh, you know, starting super late, watched a, <laughs> a, a sad movie about uh, suicide for the podcast today, oh, so um, okay. there was a lot to talk about, and yeah. we started super late, so. Mm. Yeah. And now Dry is having <laughs> me try his DiSorono Velvet, which I'm on the fence about whether I like it or not. It is absolutely delicious. It has a very harsh... Like it. It's good. <laughs> so it has a very harsh taste at the very beginning of it, but then like... It has an aftertaste that's kind of like a very milky, cinnamon kind of taste that's like almost Christmas-like in a way. It's I a, it's, it's like egg at all. I would also well, like say it. Just tastes like alcohol at the very beginning, is what I'm saying. That's what like where the harshness comes from. It's just like mm. pure alcohol, and then flavor after you deal with the alcohol. I think you need to drink more alcohol. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she means right now. Just let you know. It's a very good drink, though. Oh no, I'm still on the fence about it. I like. like it. I feel like he would hate it right away, but I don't know about that. Actually, I think he would hate like if he took a sip. But I think if he like took a couple sips, he might enjoy it a little more. But yeah, like I said, it is very much like an egg, like a spiced eggnog almost. Yeah, or spiked even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, it's I just like at the very beginning, as... all like it is almost as thick. Um, I think in a weird way, I think from thinning it out from the ice that dry put in the glass, kind of gives it more of that alcohol flavor at the very beginning. But yeah, Maybe. like I taste the alcohol at the very beginning, and then the aftertaste is like that kind of spiced eggnog. So I get like that kind of like rich, milky uh, texture from eggnog, and then like a almost like a cinnamon okay. spice to it afterwards. Yeah, I will say if uh, you let it like water it down with the ice a little bit, that initial alcohol burst goes away pretty quickly. It just becomes watery eggnog, which is a different thing. Don't know if you want that, <laughs> but <laughs> do you want to know no. what I have to drink? Tonight. What do you have to drink, Sam? Sadness? Well, it's just a shot, actually. That's all. Uh, I yeah, went. so I, I think he was kind of right then. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is American Honey, um, the Wild Turkey American Honey Sting. It is liqueur blended with bourbon whiskey, pure honey, and ghost pepper. So I'm going to see what that's oh, like. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds... Pa- have you tried it yet? Nope. <laughs> oh, I want to get that reaction on the podcast. That <laughs> yeah, sounds painful. It's one of those things, like, despite how much I love spicy foods, because I eat foods that would probably kill a normal human being when it comes to spice. If I ate something that you tried to eat, if I tried to eat a slice of pizza that you were eating for enjoyment with your hot sauce, I would <laughs> literally die. 
and that's what I'm saying is like I eat way too spicy foods, but like when it comes to like candies or drinks, I don't like spice like at all. Really? Yeah. I feel like, like anything that like says it has like like on the market that's I don't know like this that ha- says it has like ghost pepper in it. It's not really that spicy. Cause I mean that is true too. Cause like I remember one time Wendy's- I tried to dip that. Sorry, Wendy's has like a ghost pepper ranch thing, but it's not that spicy. And then there's like yeah. these ghost pepper burritos that you can buy, and they're they're not that spicy. I remember one time I bought, <laughs> bought these uh, jalapeno chips and these ghost pepper chips to try to see which one is spicier. Mm-hmm. And weirdly enough, like just a little bit more, the jalapeno was spicier than the ghost pepper one was. There was um, a friend, a uh, work friend bought these ghost pepper chips they're like in these in this white bag might be the same ones you're talking about robbie they were in like a white bag i ate one and i was like oh shit if you eat like a couple handfuls of these that's gonna fuck you up <laughs> like they were actually had like a really good bite to them i think they actually had ghost paper ghost pepper flakes on them hmm. yeah definitely but, not the ones i tried then they were hot as hell <laughs> these ones were not like the um like i said we bought those and we bought like a different brand that was like just jalapeno flavored yeah and those were spicier than the ghost pepper quote unquote chips that we had there was this one thing i I've, I've been wanting to try since i had gone there with you robbie um in, in our little area there's this little pizza place that sells by the slice and at night it also is half bar apparently but they have all of these infused vodkas that you can buy a shot of at a time for a dollar we went there before. I don't forget what we even saw, but we went and had a couple slices of pizza there before we went and saw a movie once. I don't even know if you remember this. It was when you were still living here. Yeah. Um, but at the counter, they had pineapple infused vodka. Sounds fine. I like pineapple. Yeah. Seems like a delicious thing. Um, mm-hmm. Olive infused vodka, which I'm pretty sure is just a martini at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they had jalapeno ghost pepper infused vodka. Which when I say infused, I don't mean like they dunked some peppers in it. It's on the counter in a big jar and there's a spigot on it. And all the things that they say is in it is in the jar with the vodka. So it's like there's legitimately see peppers inside of the vodka. Yeah. And as much as I know I would die from drinking the ghost pepper jalapeno (laughs) vodka, I cannot help but be curious to try it. I've tried the sriracha vodka. How was that? Tastes like garlic. It's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's one of those cool. weird things. Weird. Like I'm not a huge fan of <laughs> sriracha. Like it's just it's okay. Like if there's sriracha in something, I'll eat it. it. But like I actually like sriracha flavored things, like sr- sriracha chips or like sir- like I don't know why. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, I li- I like sriracha because I feel like for like a hot sauce that you're going to for a normal person like eat and enjoy i feel like it has yeah. a nice bite and then it has like a mm-hmm. really nice salty garlicky flavor yeah and that's usually whenever i eat sriracha it's because it has like that salty garlicky kind of almost vinegary flavor to it yeah it's so and it's like went, creamy it's the creamy sauce yeah i went through a um a fucking like phase where i didn't use the flavor packets for my ramen i just put sriracha in it it's really spicy, and I did yeah. that almost every day. My stomach hated me for it. <laughs> so, how's your liver or kidney? What's the thing? How's that doing, Sam? My, my kidney? I don't know if my yeah. kidney has one. So, one thing that actually happened whenever I was in Job Corps was um, the I, I had a bottle of my hot sauce with me there, and like people kept like going to like coming to my room and asking if they can like just have some of the hot sauce. 
to like, you know, put in the ramen or put on some chips or something like that. I didn't think anything of it. So I was like, all right, here you go. Like, if you can handle it, go ahead and eat some of it. I don't care. <laughs> uh, my RAs came to me a couple weeks later. It's like, yeah, you got to stop. It's like, why? And like, apparently people were dipping their fingers in it because like they knew how hot it was. They dip their finger in it and wipe it on people's upper lip. they were using your hot sauce and your your generosity as a weapon oh yeah definitely (laughs) i think it's because like there's this one mexican kid who like had some late chips and like he wanted to put some hot sauce on there he like threw that hot sauce in there like it was tabasco and i told him like that shit's really hot do not do this like oh i'm mexican i'll be fine and like ate a chip and then apparently like just disappeared for the rest of the night nobody knew what happened to him (laughs) He went to go cry in a corner while silently shitting himself. <laughs> well, I remember like telling our, our RA, our, our residential advisors in RA. I told our RA about it. I was like, oh, his face was like a bright pink earlier that day. So that might be why. <laughs> That's great. God. <laughs> well, I guess I'll try a sip of this now. Um, we'll see how it goes. Are you also eating cereal right now? Mm-mm, I was eating soup. Oh, okay. Okay, so it definitely you, it tastes like the American honey with a little spice, and it's not like too terrible actually. Okay, I don't like wild turkey. No, wild turkey. Have you tried the honey? Harsh. No, the honey just tastes like a a honey whiskey, sort of like a I don't know mead, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't whiskey. like mead. I don't like mead either. I've yeah, if you don't like honey, you wouldn't like it. Mm, yeah. yeah. If you don't like honey, you wouldn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I love honey. I love honey sticks. I'll I'll chew on some honey sticks all goddamn day. Yeah, this stuff isn't bad. I couldn't imagine drinking a lot of it. <laughs> so you're saying you're not going to be chugging a few of those? No, I only got one because I didn't know how, what it was going to be like. But yeah, it has a nice little spice to it. It's not like painful or anything. Well, good. Yeah, it's like we were saying earlier, like most places that say they have it's ghost pepper infused or habanero infused. It's just it's a marketing yeah. term. It's not really spicy. Yeah, they put yeah. like one little drop into an entire batch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've had to explain it to someone before. It's just like it's not that like it has a bunch of ghost pepper in it. It's just like there probably is a tiny bit of ghost pepper in there. Yeah, but it's, like, most likely one thousandth ghost pepper and then like the rest of it is other spices and maybe a little bit of jalapeno yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like sam was saying there's a wendy's ghost pepper burger and it's supposed to be like a ghost pepper infused bun with ghost pepper burger and ghost pepper ketchup and mayo <laughs> and like it just looks like there's a bunch of pickles on a on a burger with ketchup yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't th- i don't know if they could legally sell that kind of stuff it was like actually sp- super spicy <laughs> they could but they'd have a bunch of white people this is too hot and so. i'm like suing them and shit yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or at least trying to but you would make people bleed out of your mouth if you were legitimately selling ghost pepper burgers yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean also speaking of which um where we like where we grew up uh there was a pizza place that closed down because of covid but they actually did like legitimately have like these super spicy hot wings that like yeah. <laughs> i like I still think it's funny because like they had a uh, an article on the wall of like the first guy to actually eat six of those. <laughs> yeah. And then like, he made the local paper. And then there was me who ate 15 of those in one setting. Jesus. And yeah, I, you can uh, drive. I had to drive me home after that one. Like I was I don't even, even know like, how you're all, still alive. Yeah, I was 
that's a good question. There's a lot of stories that have that kind of end with, how are you still alive? But um, yeah. yeah, like that happened. And like, I never made the local paper, but I was on the company's website. And there was a guy who did like traveling stuff that ate one of those hot wings and almost died. And then like uh, linked my YouTube video to it, which I I need to up- re-upload that actually, just because uh, <laughs> my computer at the time couldn't handle uploading it. So even though it was filmed in 1080p, like the original videos at 360p, because that's all that my computer can handle to upload the damn thing. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, had the whole restaurant cheering him on at one point. Yeah. It's very funny. Because it's just like one of those like, oh yeah, someone's going to try it and die again, whatever. And then I'm like, dude, dude he's 12, he's 12 wings through. <laughs> How long did it take for you to get through it? About 20 minutes. Because yeah, like, right. I, I probably ate the first like six or seven of them within the first two minutes. And then I started shaking and convulsing <laughs> like an idiot. And like, I had this look like, please kill me for the rest of the video. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, like, yeah, I, I did it. And it just looked like the face of I want to die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, is in the video, there's like red marks on my face that look like it could be coming from the sauce. But those are just actual chemical burns on my face from how hot the, those wings were. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Good time. we had another um, used to be mutual friend ish yeah. <laughs> that did it as well. And I don't, I don't remember how many he ate, but he had to go to the hospital. I think he got five. I think he got eight, didn't he? No, no. he did not get that. It was like six. Might have yeah. maybe like five or six. Yeah. But, like, I remember he threw up, and all you guys were making fun of him, and, like, the one responsible guy was like, yeah, we got to take him to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, have, I don't know. I have that video somewhere. But <laughs> oh, it's it saved on my uh, – I have a playlist on my uh, – on YouTube. I, I can pull up that video if I need to. That, oh. would be, <laughs> that would be great to put on the uh, the Instagram. <laughs> That yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can see a young dryer back whenever he had hair as long as mine currently is, <laughs> and it was a little green, a little green. Yeah, it was also green. Yeah, I dyed Dryer's hair like blue once, and then he just had it and didn't touch it up, didn't do anything with it forever. <laughs> yeah, I just left it, man. Just left it, so it went from blue <laughs> to like kind of like a nuclear to, like, green, nasty, to like real like, gross green. blonde. Yeah, it's like this yeah. kind of gross blonde with green highlights, and then like his natural hair color as the roots. It was mm-hmm. awful. I looked terrible. It was. it was great. Yeah. It was also during <laughs> that I really don't care about anybody or anything phase that you had in your life, too. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was good times. Um, mm-hmm. But enough about us. Robbie, you watched something that you've been looking forward to for quite some time. Yes. Um, so this Friday uh, on Amazon or on Amazon Prime, they finally came out with The Legend of Vox Machina, which I've been a Critical Role fan for quite some time now. I originally... I think I started watching it in like late 2016 or early 2017. Mm-hmm. And I've been a huge fan of it ever since then. And so like I followed their Kickstarter and like everything that was going on with that. And so like I got super excited and I found out like not only are they getting a special, they're getting a whole goddamn show yeah. hour out of it. <clears throat> but because of COVID and everything else, like it took them a while to get everything up. Cause like, I think this Kickstarter happened in like late 2019 or something. And then, you know, the world ended mm-hmm. and they had to like, you know, they were still able to work on it, but it was just like a little bit at a time kind of thing. And like, there was like a lot of care and love put into the show. Like I uh, can see like where they did a lot of little things in there. Cause like, there's a lot of, uh, there's things that are different from the actual, uh, you know, campaign that the, they played. Yeah. Campaign that they played. Cause like each episode is like three and a half hours long. Usually like they go anywhere between like two hours to like five and a half hours. Like literally the longest episode they have is seven and a half hours. Uh, 
that's whatever the D&D session takes, right? Yeah. Uh, the one that was like seven and a half hours was uh, the ending of campaign two. And so like they're wrapping everything up and like by the time that they finished the last boss battle and like killed the big bad and everything like that, uh, they're like three or four hours in and then they had to like go in and try to like finish everybody's story and like kind of come to a, con- a good conclusion for everybody or yeah. at least try to. And so the entire episode took like seven and a half hours. But yeah, because there's a lot of the, okay, well, you're attacking the guy. Go ahead and roll for, all right, go ahead and roll. Like, okay, uh, roll the 15. So, so it's 21 to attack. It's like, okay, well, that hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. Okay, two, three, this is a 12 points of damage okay all right and go ahead for your second attack and like you know it, it's a lot of that so like there's a lot of like okay like you guys travel for three days and so like you know three days will pass in five minutes and then like a five minute battle will go for two hours kind of thing yeah um so like besides that uh there's also like you know planning for things like sometimes they'll plan for something and they'll go there'll be like a lot of back and forth between the people so a lot of that has to get cut out like honestly with even the first campaign there are straight up shopping episodes because like one of the character traits that one of the people have and had in the first uh campaign is that she was uh really stingy with money and so there's like a lot of going back and forth just like trying to barter with people so it's just like oh this is gonna go for a thousand gold i'll give you 800 gold roll for persuasion uh, I rolled a four. I'm like, sorry, it's thousand dollars. Take it or leave it. It's like, well, how about I do this? And like, still trying to get a bargain out of something, even though like <laughs> they have the money for it, but they're still just trying to like get or as good of a deal as possible. And like, they had right. entire episodes that are based on stuff like that, basically. <laughs> um, so a lot of that got cut out. Like, honestly, like what? Well, what they ended up doing, I should say, first of all, is um, they put the first three episodes out because uh, the original Kickstarter campaign was they wanted to have like a special that canonically happened. Uh, in their campaign but happened before they started recording it and putting on Twitch and they wanted to put that and so the first two episodes is just that and then the third episode is something that actually does happen in the campaign dealing with uh, what's known as the Briarwood arc which um, the Briarwoods are basically a set of villains that kind of follow them throughout the series Mm -hmm. with that and honestly I think I can see where they had to change things because like you know they couldn't use like it's based on a D&D game but they couldn't put like any like D and D licensed things in there. Right. Or else you have to pay licensing. Yeah, exactly. And so like they did what they could or between that or like, um, like even during the Twitch casting, like whenever something was going bad and they had like a safety word, to, like let them know, like, like we fucked up, we need help kind of thing. They'd say Jenga, but they couldn't use Jenga because Jenga is also a copyrighted thing. So <laughs> yeah. they used Shenga instead with, with a CH. <laughs> totally makes sense. But like that was kind of like, they did like some fanfare stuff like that. Or like, uh, there was one time they go into a shop and there's just a book called Tusk Love on there, which is actually a joke or running joke that they had for campaign two. Like they put like little things in there that were like fanfare and like there's that. And um, pretty much like all the guards that they interact with are Matt Mercer. Like it's literally like they drew him to look and sound like Matt Mercer. <laughs> but they did <laughs> that on purpose because, you know, he was the DM for it. Yeah. Um, other than that, I feel like when it comes to, like the actual storyline and like things that are going on so far in there, if you love the actual Twitch show that they had of Critical Role, You'll love The Legend of Vox Machina, or, of course. Uh, if you have no idea what it is, but you liked other shows like Invincible, I think you'd still like this show because uh, mm. there's a lot of things that kind of remind me a little bit of Inv- Invincible. Like, it is very much a mature show. They say fuck and there's blood and gore and stuff like that. And, um, like, a lot of mature themes actually do happen in the show. But it also has, like, some funny moments and stuff like that. And, it like, it's just charming. But I think I'm yeah. also biased on it because i love critical role as much as i do you absolutely love them yeah you, there was a time when i think there was four weeks straight to where every second i saw you you were watching critical role yep uh <laughs> it was one of those things whenever they were starting up campaign two uh i spent an entire two months 
listening to all of campaign one 141 episodes and like the shortest episode is like two and a half hours long and i would like for a little while there uh the app that i have vrv um they have like a thing wherever you can like download it and listen to it offline so i would download two episodes and listen to those two episodes while i was at work kind of thing and so like i was just watching it and like i said i went through the entire first campaign in two months which is not unheard of, but it's still a crazy amount of time Insane. to be listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> that is every waking moment. <laughs> and by the time that I finished uh, campaign one, I think they were like three or four episodes into season two. So, jeez. Yeah. Uh, oh. I think at one point in time, like according to my phone, I used over 100 gigs of Wi-Fi just downloading that show to listen to it at work. Damn. Yeah. So are they on campaign three right now? I yeah. Uh, they recently started campaign th- three. I think they're on like episode eight. That being said, because of like the weird, uh, cause like, because I no longer, well, I guess another funny thing that happened is, um, before I had VRV, I actually stole the Wi-Fi password I had at the work that I had. Someone yeah. left their computer open and I got the Wi-Fi password off of it. Um, what the reason why I wasn't able to listen to it on Wi-Fi anymore though, is cause like one time I went to go like start the episode and I put it, or I put it in my pocket and all of a sudden like the sound went off. And so I checked it like, Oh, did I press pause on accident? And it said casting. <laughs> on there and one of the tvs that they got to like put up uh you know data so you guys knew what uh, what to work on at work uh it mirror casted to that tv and so my supervisor was staring at a tv while the critical role was playing on it <laughs> they never found out it was me if they listen to this episode they'll know or if they talk to hr because like whenever i quit that job and moved back to colorado um i they asked did you ever steal anything from this job and i told them Honestly, uh, probably like a pen or two from the front office. And I uh, <laughs> did steal the Wi-Fi password at one point in time. And her reaction was, oh, what's the Wi-Fi password? So, <laughs> and I had to they tell her that they changed. You? Yeah, they just straight up asked me like, Do you, like what's the Wi-Fi password? Like, I want to know. Kind of thing. So they asked you like, <laughs> if you stole anything? Like, Yeah, they straight up asked me if I stole anything at the exit interview. That's so why I told them, like, probably like a why, couple of pens from the front office. People why steal would you ever tell more. the truth if you actually just like. <laughs> intentionally stole some things <laughs> yeah. it's like oh yeah i stole like pounds and pounds of pure metal from this place i don't know how you guys never caught stole me so much of metal anyway i'm out this bitch <laughs> <laughs> i mean other than that and this wasn't stealing though was um whenever they would like um there was a couple people like they just gave these away because these are going to go to scrap anyways mm-hmm. is uh we had like these very like they, we had these giant ball valves that went to these underground pumps and uh, so, like, these ball valve, like, you know, a ball valve you'd see on, like, a hose kind of thing is, like, sure, you know, nope. about the size of a nickel. Uh, these ones, probably about the size of a watermelon, I want to say. Like, I'm trying to think of something. It's very to, large. Yeah, but anyways, um, whenever they I would go from, like, one material to the is. other. Oh. <laughs> uh, you're fine. <laughs> it would be easier if I could just show people, but it's an audio-only podcast. So, I just have to say, like, you know, it's a ball okay. that you put inside of a water valve to turn the water on and off, basically. Um, I see. Yeah. So anyways, uh, now that some people know what a ball valve is with that, like uh, they had a couple that they, you know, made for like these large pumps that went underground and like, you know, would pump either water or oil or whatever, uh, whatever liquid they need to be pumped are uh, in gallons at a, per second from one area to the other. Um, but whenever they would go from like one job to the other, uh, they weren't able to get all the plastic or uh, remaining plastic out from one job to the other. And so we would have these ball valves that would have like these different colored swirls in it which we couldn't sell to the customer for obvious reasons but like there are some people that would take them and they would make like flower plants out of them or they would like use them to like make like a decorative mail block box or something like that you know like they would do stuff for them at home 
I was given a couple of those whenever I left, which I don't have them anymore, but I did at one point in time. <laughs> wow. I remember like a guy who like knew what ball valves were. Whenever I showed him one of those, he freaked out. He's like, that's a ball valve. But it's like I said, most ball valves, like they're no bigger than the size of an American nickel. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Weird. But um, anyways, like that's not neither here there but yeah like they'll ask that the exit interview like did you steal anything and like oh yeah like i stole a couple pens or i stole this or that kind of thing like some people own up to it but if it was a big thing like oh yeah i've been i've been extorting money out of this place for years or something like <laughs> nobody's gonna admit to that <laughs> i set but, up this banking system but yeah to like, where it takes fractions of a penny out of every <laughs> transaction oh my god <laughs> did they do that superman four <laughs> Ah, oh, God, I love Office Space. Oh, Office Space is so good. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but yeah, like they did ask that during the exit interview. And that's why I told him, I was like, there's a couple pens that I took from the front desk because since I work in a machining area, I had to like write down, I had to like put my approval on parts and stuff like that to say like, yeah, this is good. This is good. This is good. That being said, um, yeah, I took a couple pens from the front office because I forgot to bring a pen one day or whatever. Like it, managers knew about it. They didn't care. I feel like that's not stealing. I know. It's what they're there for. But like, I didn't always tell them whenever I took a pen kind of thing. Um. <laughs> There's that, and like I said, I, I, I straight up just told, like, yeah, I got found out the Wi-Fi password, and I was using it at one point in time, but because of that incident with the TV, they realized somebody had the password, but they couldn't prove it was me, so they just changed the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> they start, they post out a survey. Do you watch weird D&D stuff? Just curious, guys. If you no, do, what, what's D&D? &D? If, if you do, please um, put your social security down on this piece of paper. <laughs> It could have been so much worse, though. <laughs> it could have been way worse. It could have been, yes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that that's what happened. Is like They were just like, okay, we're supposed to be having statistics up on the screen, but instead there's people rolling dice. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been like, we're supposed to have statistics up on the screen, but there's just raw ass fucking going on. And <laughs> I, we're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I would never do that at work. <laughs> I will say there's some people who got fired from that job for crazy reasons, though. Like there was a there was a guy who was like I guess selling weed to other people at work. At, well, I mean, you're there a lot. I don't know if that's yeah. crazy. I mean, well, there's that. Uh, there's another guy. He was running one of the hot like one of the CNC mills, and I guess he like he never talked to anybody, and like he did what he could to like separate himself from everybody. It's like the point that like during lunch killer. break, no, like. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting to like what the reason was, but like uh, to the point that like whenever during his lunch break, he'd go into his car and stay in there the entire 30 minutes and then come back out, not say a single word to anybody and keep working. The reason why he was avoiding people mm. is because he got too close to him. He could smell alcohol really bad on him. So he was just drinking uh. a lot. He's like a very functioning alcoholic. Huh? Like there's that, like so yeah. there's another guy. Cause like, they're just like throwing all of his shit away. Like he like are all the stuff that he left in his locker. They just threw it away. And like, uh, I asked, him, like, why are you guys like throwing away these perfectly good books and boots and a lunch pack? And like, oh, there's a guy who was selling weed to people at work, and so like, he this is the shit they left in his locker before he went to prison. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> huh. Once again, this is yeah. in Utah where weed is very illegal. <laughs> right. Well, I yeah. mean, even here where it's legal, you're having not multiple wives is fine. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, having multiple wives and hitting your children for being gay—that's perfectly fine in Utah, as long as you're in yeah. Southern Utah. <laughs> <laughs> If you talk to like most of the um, Latter Day Saints, there they're like, no, 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 that's not us. Those are the Southerns. <laughs> it's always the Southerns' fault. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Those goddamn Southerners. <laughs> but yeah, uh, all in all, like I don't know if maybe you would like it. Like I'm kind of curious to see what your opinion would be to like just like watch an episode. 
Are they releasing it episodically? Yes. Okay. Uh, they're episodic. Right now, there's three episodes as of right now. As long as you have an app, Amazon Prime, you can watch it for you know as part of the subscription. <laughs> right. Um, I see it right now, actually. Yeah. But yeah, I it is, like I, I said, like a, it, it, it's a very adult-oriented, like, it actually starts with them, like, uh, whenever you first, uh, when it's, like, first talking about, like, heroes of the realm and, like, doing, like, the very intro thing, it's, like, like, these are the only heroes that could save us. And then, like, a rock drops on one of them and splatters gore everywhere. And one of the guys responds by screaming out, what the fuck? So. Oh, so here's, I have a question about this, actually, that I'm curious about. Okay. Did they go in and do completely new voice acting or did they just use the voices from the show? Not from the show, but the people who play the characters are professional voice actors to begin with. So they did. They just went back and redid the voices that they were doing for the podcast, basically. OK, Weird. so they just like they took all the ideas from that and they made a script. Yes. And they went in. So, yeah, it's not like they took it like directly from the show or anything like that. Like they went in, rewrote the script to like basic basically written for television, if you will. Okay, so and then like they got all of them to come back and like replay their roles and play these characters again and like just do the voice acting for these roles. So like a lot of it is very similar, but like also a lot of it is uh, you have to remember that Matt Mercer did all the NPCs for uh, yeah. for the show. <laughs> and so they had to get some other voice actors and hire them to do like all these other things. So they have like a bunch of other voice actors to like help them do all these other roles that, you know, were just creations of Matt Mercer, basically. I'm still trying to wrap my head around like how it could be entertaining to listen to people play a tabletop game, but <laughs> I think it's mostly because all these people are just very charming to begin with, and so it's like just interesting to hear what they have to say about something. I guess you they're also very funny. Yeah, they're I also like I think that they're funny at least, and so like when they make jokes on there, it's funny to listen to. And like honestly, like one thing that I do like about it is like the little or uh, tidbits that like aren't part of the show. Like every like I guess there's one episode that I thought that was kind of funny. Wherever, like, they're sitting there and they're describing a scene and, like, reading it out. And, like, it's like, this is what you see in this area and stuff like that. And, like, while they're doing it, one of the guys is, like, unwrapping some candy and, like, looks about the, or looks about Matt while he's describing everything. And the other guy, like, snatches the candy out of his hand and eats it in front of him. But they can't say anything because they're waiting for the DM to finish what he's doing. Huh. <clears throat> like, there's that. And, like, I don't know. Like I said, I think that there's, like, a charm to it. And, like, it's almost like listening to a visual novel. While listening, like, because, like I said, I would just like put my phone in my pocket and listen to it while I was at work. Yeah. And so for me, it was almost like listening to a visual novel, and they were very descriptive about like everything that was going on about the area, and like so, it was almost like as long as you have like the a play of imagination to it, you could see in your head like what's going on while they're kind of writing out this story as it goes along, because it is just very much like I feel like D and D at its core is very much interactive storytelling. Absolutely, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, so yeah. like <laughs> these people are good enough at telling stories and being, you know, working improv and everything else that they can tell a very comprehensive, well-written story on the spot while they're playing this. Yeah, and, like, so the thing I thought Vox Machina was going to be like, I thought it was going to be basically Harmon Quest. No. Which um, Harmon Quest is, they just played D&D &D on a stage for yeah. like nine hours or something like that, and then went in Jesus. and edited and animated it. Yeah, and yeah, Harmon Quest... Armor Quest is also very entertaining, but it is very different than Critical Role. Like, Critical Role, like, you're just watching them play it out. Like, there's no animation to it. Like, the closest you get is um, later on in the series, they actually got, like, uh, a professionally done animated intro. And, like, they did a song that, like, they sang. Like, uh, Sam Regal, one of the cast members, wrote the song. And then they got Laura Bailey and Ashley Johnson to sing it. Mm -hmm. and, and that's another thing that they did for the show, like, that they had to kind of write into it is that because... Ashley Johnson was originally part of like, you know, their D and D group. They didn't want to write her out or anything like that. So 
they had to like kind of find ways to write her into this because she wasn't there for all of it. Like she was gone. She was in New York nine months out of the year filming Blind Spot and also working on um, The Last, Last of Us Part two. 2. And so she was a very busy person. She couldn't always make it to Thursdays. And so like there's it was like literally like three months out of the year she would show up for a little bit and like they had to find a way to write her out of the story. Like, oh, I have to go do this over here. So I'll be back later <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> have to go on a but, great like, quest. <laughs> I have other more Away important from you guys. to do. Yeah, you can't come. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. stay there. <laughs> I will say that they got pretty creative about it for uh, for campaign two. Like they did it in a way that actually made sense for her because, like, for, for that one is um, she was actually under like a demon possession that she couldn't control, <laughs> and so like if she had to leave, that means that like the demon took hold of her again. She was off doing another thing, and like there was like a nine months that she was gone for it that like he just had a hold of her, and like they were trying to chase her down, and like it was basically them following her trying to catch up to this character. And the funny thing is, is that they caught up to her early. And so they had to find for find out another reason, like why she wasn't part of their quest again. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got done filming Last of Us 2 early. And so they're like, oh, uh, actually, she just stayed at an inn that had that had bed bugs. <laughs> I, I, without like explaining too much of it, it was like a whole other thing. I think it was like it deals a lot with like mental illness with that one, too. But like it was. Oh. <laughs> but it was also kind of like I'll realizing you something for you guys tonight <laughs> eh, a little bit but like i'm trying to think of like a way to describe it because like it was a whole big thing and also like i listened to this like a year ago at this point right um but yeah like that whole thing was um because like they did some really good fan art for it too of like um because like basically like um almost like in x-men 2 how like you know like they're under control of someone and like they're aware of what's happening, but they can't do anything about it. It was like her thing. And so she, it was like her trying to deal with the guilt of like everything that she did and like all these people that she killed while she had no control over what she was doing. Huh. Uh, one of my favorite pieces of fan art from um, from a uh, campaign too, because like there was so much fan art that was being sent to them that eventually like while they're taking their break in the middle of each show, they would actually just show fan art the entire time, which I think they still do that. That's cool. Um, one of my favorite ones, though, was uh, one of her character, Yasha from campaign two uh, with blood covered on her face. And the only part that's not, not covered in blood is the tears rolling down her face. <laughs> weird show, man. It's weird, but weird God, show. I love it. <laughs> Interesting. Nick yeah. Bug but anyways, pro Ashley Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Ashley Johnson? Johnson's great. Yeah, she's, she seems really yeah. good. She's a great actress. Yeah. So yeah. I will. I mean, I liked her in last of us one and two anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's done a lot of things like both in like real acting and voice acting and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, I, th- I think it was one of those things too that I realized like some of those people like so whenever I first first started watching it, it was one of those I recognized Matthew Mercer because I found out about Matthew Mercer uh, whenever like because like one of his first very big roles was Resident Evil 6 whenever he played Leon mm. and so I started like looking more into his stuff and like oh okay like he's had a pretty prolific career that's pretty cool and like I already knew who Ashley Johnson was I already knew who Laura Bailey was too um, it was uh, Travis Willingham I recognized his voice, didn't know who he was, but like he's played a lot of like other things. Like I think he has like two or 300 different roles in our animation under his belt. Uh, the most right now, the one that that comes to mind as being like his uh, biggest role um, cartoon wise is he played Thor in the animated uh, Avengers series. And uh, another one was uh, that's done a lot of roles. That I just didn't recognize his voice because he changes his voice a lot for it, it was a, uh, Liam O'Brien, which he does a lot of voice directing, but he also did like a lot of different voices. The first one that comes to mind for some weird reason is uh, 
Asura's Wrath. Like he played Asura in that one, but he's played a, oh. a bunch of other things too. So he just scram. He was just screaming into a mic for four days, and they're like, "All right, we got yeah. it." Uh, <laughs> he actually said like uh, that that role was weird because uh, usually like he had to do like screaming for like different parts of it, and like he looked at the script and like the first like are like the first 40 minutes of him was just going and like that and like okay so this is just like random thing bit our bits for like whatever he's fine like no 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 this is like the first part of the script like what that game's great yeah i think i think we can all agree that troy baker is kind of a douche though (laughs) yeah he's a good actor but he's a douche yeah yeah i'm on the fence about him like he he's I've seen some douchey things that he's done. I've also seen some nice things that he's done. So it's it's in the middle for me. The whole NFT. Well, the last thing, thing is, he's it's... done is the whole yeah the NFT yeah. thing. Uh, that was yeah. Which, uh, yeah. <laughs> Puts a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, I was gonna Anyone say supporting I, I NFTs NFT, but... is just like they're always gonna get backlash, and that's good. I think because yeah yeah i mean the backlash NFTs that people are, are getting on nfts i wish is the backlash people would get for for like cryptocurrency in general but like i get like you know it's a money-making thing it's a passive income thing and it's cool but people are it, it's ruining so many other things the bitcoin thing shit. i think almost like came up as as a mistake like it was a joke basically and then it got memed so, into being something that's actually important so dogecoin <laughs> yeah. was that that's There's literally like the everything. Yeah, now. that's literally the well, no, that's literally the uh, story for Dogecoin. But I think I the know. guy who created Bitcoin literally was telling people this is going to be the new money in the future. Like it, it would like the people who uh, were early adopters always took it seriously. Dogecoin, on the other hand, wasn't like that was literally a joke coin. Yeah, yeah. And now people are trying to you know pay off their student loans with Dogecoin. That many people did. <laughs> many people now live in a mansion thanks to fucking Dogecoin. Actually, yeah, fucking crazy. I mean, I think that's also like one of those one percent stories. Yeah, because like I feel like yeah, the top one percent are millionaires off of Bitcoin, and everybody else is like struggling to get by and like barely ba- or like barely able to pay off their, um, are barely able to pay off their electricity bill because of mining and uh, investing into it. And like most of those people are losing money because I think that's one thing people forget is like if you're in a Bitcoin, fine, that it's whatever. But you have to realize it's the same thing as gambling off your money because it could be an investment. You could. Yeah, exactly. You could make a million dollars off of it. You could also just be setting all your money on fire. Yeah, you could just be setting all of it on fire. And you you, so like I wouldn't say like the fact that people are like, you know, people hype it up so much that people are putting their entire life savings into it is like one of the things that gets me. Also, the fact like that's a big reason why there's the uh, scalping problem that we have now. It's a big reason why there's a silicon shortage that we have right now. It's the reason why people can't buy computer parts. It's why people can't buy new cars. It's why people can't buy new appliances. It's it's a dumpster fire. I mean, it's it's there's a whole lot of things going into why yeah. we don't have a lot of that stuff though. Like, I, it, yeah. uh, definitely Bitcoin just... and mining and crypto mining is a yeah. huge problem with it. But it's also just like the fact that the pandemic we don't even have a supply <laughs> chain right now. That's why that. we don't have a supply chain. Yeah, but like. The pandemic has cut warehouses off insanely. Yeah, I know. Like, I know that's part of it too. Like, there's a lot of things that people are not talking about that we have a big shortage of. Like, you can't go places to buy ramen anymore, or tea, or concrete, or clothes, or like uh, frozen pizzas. Actually, I went to Walmart before I came here for the podcast, and like, there was like no frozen pizzas. There's no ramen. There's hardly any bread on the things. It's because like. I don't even think it's so much a supply shortage as much as it's like they're just not paying truckers enough to like deal with all this shit. It's also one of those things yeah. to where like it's a su- it's a cheap supply commodity. Yeah. So like people are struggling right now 
um, with well, money and, like, like, economically. Even, like, in my work, there's been a lot of random shit that we can't get in, like, alcohol-wise. Like, for yeah. a while, we couldn't get, like, imported Mexican beers. <laughs> for a while, we couldn't get, you know, Budweiser. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with... shortage or something. It's yeah, weird. yeah. And some of that <laughs> does have to do with, like, actual shortages. Some of that has to do with... Um, Truckers are being asked to pay more, and they're saying no, so truckers just aren't driving right yeah, now. That's true. At that, and um, there are some like anti-vaxxers in the trucker world because they're like, I'm I sit in a truck for sixty hours throughout the day, like I'm not going to be around anybody. I don't need to get the vaccine. And like, okay, cool, you're fired. And it becomes like this whole big thing. And so, like, literally anything inside of your house was brought to the store by a trucker. And so, it's if you want literally anything, you have to have a trucker drive it or drive it to there. And they're like truckers are making demands and companies are saying no. So these are, you know, there's just these warehouses that are full of all this shit that can't be sent out because no one will take it to from point A to point B, which also has to deal with the. I want to say communism, but it's not communism. I'm thinking of a capitalist <laughs> problem. It's a capitalism. Those fucking Russians. The goddamn Russians. <laughs> They're the reason why we can't buy or why Bitcoin's so big right now. They're the reason we can't buy graphics card. <laughs> um, but no, I think you did touch on something there with the trucker thing. Like, we have a huge trucker shortage right now. Yeah. Like, a huge deficit on truckers. It's actually kind of insane. Yeah. It kind of goes along with what we've been saying for a while now, is that the world kind of ended and everyone just kept on going on about their business. Just trying anyway. Yeah. Or Everyone's at least trying. trying to. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking... Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> it kind of goes along with uh, one of my favorite... Uh, uh, offspring songs because like the hook of that song is like I don't know much I don't know too much but I know this shit is fucked up yeah <laughs> I forgot about that song yeah <laughs> song that came out in 2017 that rings more true today than it did then yeah um so I've been watching some stuff okay <laughs> now that I went off on my rant <laughs> yeah um it's uh, a few shows here that are in the middle of their thing, kind of. Or I'm in the middle of them, at the very least. I'll start with one that everyone is finally fucking going crazy over. After I felt like I was crazy for loving the show and nobody was talking about it. Ozark. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot about that show. Partially from you, but I've always heard good things. Man, I just I've... never took the time to watch it. I fell off of that show. Sorry, that's my microwave. Um, I hear it, yeah. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> I fell off that show in like the third season, but I feel like I need to, or second season or something. Like I don't the, know. The, One the thing with that show is like, the thing that I've been hearing so much of is people are like, I started watching it, but like the color palette and like the tone of it is so bleak and depressing. Like I just I can't deal with it. And like, that wasn't it for me. It was just like, that <laughs> I just, I see yeah, that's crazy to me because I just think the plot is so insane <laughs> and the acting is so incredible. But um, oh, no. these speakers are going. Nope. Going crazy. Just turn your phone down, Rob. It's it's got a mute. Okay, <laughs> I put it on mute, but it wanted to ask me to record my. <laughs> no, it's my phone's on mute. Well, I don't know. Break your phone. Anyway. Yeah, I just wanted to be able to read the chat. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Like, it's insane, because I had been... Echo, echo, echo. (laughs) I had been 
talking about Ozark for so long and how amazing it was. And everyone's just like, oh, I just couldn't get into it. And now this season, or the first half of this last season came out, and everyone's like, Ozark is the best thing ever. I can't believe how crazy it is. Are you watching this incredible show that I've definitely been watching for the whole time? I just want to punch people in the face. It's just it's, it's so annoying. Oh, that's I mean, you liked it before everybody else. <laughs> it's because everyone poo-pooed on it, Sam. That's why. Everyone poo-pooed on <laughs> it, and now they love it. it. I'll peep all over it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm like halfway through uh, the first half because they did the Breaking Bad thing to where they broke up the second the oh. last season into two seasons. Um, so I'm halfway through this half of the last season. The second half was to come out later, like in the fall, I believe. Um, incredible. Still an incredible show. Jason Bateman is just one of those actors that I never expected to be an incredible uh, oh, I've seen him in a couple things before that showed how incredible his acting range is. It's just insane. Like I just I've never seen him in anything like Ozark before. And the fact that he like directs so much of it and writes so much of it too. Like it's his baby. He won best director for the show last season. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never been against the show. I just haven't had the time to like sit down and watch it. But it's incredible. Yeah. Um with it being a show about a family that's like laundering money and like showing the kind of the criminal underworld of laundering money like that always seemed interesting to me but i just haven't had a chance to like sit down and watch it and yeah. you did tell me that show is very much a slow burn it, at least in it the is. first couple of seasons it is but it's also the kind of thing of like imagine if breaking bad started at season four plot line and but it was actually episode one okay that's kind of the trajectory that this show is at it's just insane from the start okay so it's like yeah if insane shit was already happening but you just happened to tune in at this moment yes okay yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah i'll 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 come back in when i'm done with the full thing it'll probably be next week okay and i'll have more to say I'll about probably, it then probably get back to it at some point yeah you absolutely should i mean there's some shows i need to get into um i talked my mom into giving me her hulu password so i can watch a couple other things on hulu <laughs> <laughs> you could have just told us we have a second hulu account now because of oh. verizon I did not know that. Yeah. Well, my mom is, my mom's had Hulu for a me. while now. So. Just kidding. Yeah, give it to Sam. <laughs> I thought you have a Hulu account. Uh, I do. I don't like have it activated right now. Because, <laughs> well, I feel like I have, I mostly just watch YouTube and then I have Prime, which I watch sometimes, but like, and Netflix sometimes, but, and yeah, I can't keep up with all the things. I feel like it's a waste of money to pay for all these subscriptions and, well, I think, and not, like, yeah, I think the one that we were actually about to cancel was Disney. And then, like I said, Verizon's like, hey, what if we give you all this stuff for free and charge you 18 less dollars? OK, fine. So we're saving like $40 now. Um, but they gave us Disney Plus and ESPN and Hulu and a whole bunch of other stuff. So nice. oh, and Discovery Plus, which I've actually been getting advertised this dumb documentary that's like scream the real story but it's actually just some weird ghost thing but yeah, i advertise that a lot on discovery <laughs> plus i'm gonna watch that finally um okay but yeah uh i'll i'll get back next week with more ozark thoughts so uh, i think it's kind of okay. funny that you're like yeah we're thinking about canceling our subscription and you just start throwing shit at you like please keep giving us money yeah basically <laughs> please, please you're so lonely <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because so that's why I have all the subscription. Uh. <laughs> Weirdly enough, like one thing I kept on seeing on Facebook out of all things is like a TikTok of like this place I was trying to advertise their company and they used an old Greg sketch to do it. Old, oh, old Greg. Greg. Like the I'm old Greg. Yeah. I have all things that are good here. 
you have quite the collection of things. You can have this. You can keep it. I'll keep it here for you. <laughs> they use that. I, they um, use that part. That reminds me. I got like one of those like little political, like local political flyers or whatever. It's something like that in the mail. And on it, they use the um, Futurama fry meme. <laughs> the shut up and Give take my money. money. Take my money. Um, it's no, it's the one where he's like glaring or whatever. I think. What? Oh, the one where he's yeah, like. Yeah, I don't squinting. know why. <laughs> yeah, the squinting one. <laughs> you just put that meme on his little. Why is he, squ- what is he squinting? At? Do they not <laughs> understand know. memes? They probably don't. I don't know. He's a younger guy, I think. I don't really know what he's up to. <laughs> huh. I didn't really look at it that much. I thought it was going to be like. I thought it was weird. It's going to be like a super Republican thing. It's like. What are your thoughts on coloreds? Like in that area, <laughs> I just assume that's what all of the campaigns are. Oh my god! I mean, I think the closest yeah, to that maybe. that I've gotten is I've gotten like I've gotten a fair decent amount of YouTube ads. So just like, is Joe Biden doing a good job? Yeah, there's a lot of those yeah. going around actually, and like trying to show like the most unflattering photo of him that they possibly can. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, got to attack. Uh, Worst. So uh, the other thing I've been uh, one of the other things I've been watching is mm-hmm. I started watching Righteous Gemstones on HBO Max. Okay, um, it is a Danny. Oh, what's his name? Glover Elfman. Glo- Devito. No, none of those. Devito. <laughs> Danny, the guy who is in This Is the End. Oh, um, McBride. Yeah, Danny McBride. Uh, I was about to say he wrote Halloween and Halloween Kills, Um, which, by the way, he wrote those. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Danny McBride. It's one of his projects. Uh, It is about a family called the Gemstones, and they are a family that owns a mega church or they started a mega. Oh, yeah. I've seen uh, uh, advertisements for that one. If you like Danny McBride comedy, like if you like any of the things that he's ever done. I like some of his stuff. This is absolutely down your alley. It is just him being Danny McBride all the fucking way. Yeah. And then also mocking religion, which I find very fun. So uh, (laughs) I've I've, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Liz just keeps saying, you watch weird stuff every time I'm watching it. So (laughs) I think it's great. (laughs) It sounds like anytime I try to recommend one of my shows to anybody, like I'm very careful about what I recommend people because there's a good, there's like, a halfway chance like oh that's really good i like that and then there's another chance like you're fucking weird dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah the episode i just watched introduced uh a new character of the family and it's just the most weird gross like hillbilly <laughs> wanting to be big huge mega priest kind of character and it's great <laughs> mega priest uh, yeah the <laughs> last yeah, i don't know mega pastor whatever you call it <laughs> You put Mega five preacher. pastors together, you get Pastatron. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Sure, sure. Uh, last uh, Danny Throw McBride show. Throw enough money at him, I'm sure they would. Yeah. <laughs> um, last Danny McBride show that I actually saw of his was probably Vice Principals, which I'm on the fence about it. Like, I liked it. I watched all the first season and like two episodes of season two which I think everyone else did because they only had the two seasons. I heard middling things about it. Yeah. yeah. Like there are some really funny things about it, but there's also a lot, like there's a lot of middling, but between the funny stuff, I would say that righteous gemstones is much closer to eastbound and down. Okay. Uh, which that show is. Is that the one where he was the baseball? Thing? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty funny. That show is so fucking ridiculous. It's incredible. Danny McBride is just like a funny ass fucking person, though. Yeah, like yeah. He, he, the way you can he tell that delivers like... his lines, it's just <laughs> you can tell that he's trying to like move himself out of comedy and like more just like a general actor, though, with like because he's doing a lot more horror stuff to like you know, yeah, yeah, try to be taking it more seriously yeah. as an actor. I will say with the uh, with Vice Principals, though, I think that's the show that I started to take a Walton Goggins a lot. Uh, more seriously. Oh, really? Role. That was the one. Walton really? Walton Goggins, by the way, is the guy who comes in and plays like the hillbilly priest. Oh, okay. He has like well, a huge Walton full head Goggins. of white hair. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is because like, Walt or Walton Goggins is like a really funny guy, but he also like I realized how diverse he was because like mm. between like some of the comedy stuff he's he's done and then like playing the transvestite in Sons of Anarchy and then doing Vice Principals and then um that show The Unicorn and like American Ultra like they're all very very different from each other if you want to see how he got his start you 110 percent need to watch the shield that wasn't his start but i remember you talking about that's that like show. that's the big thing that i've ever first like realized what he even was as a yeah. person um that show is so good yeah i mostly saw him in like a lot of the comedy things that he did and he does like very ridiculous comedy but on mm-hmm. purpose yeah um but like I kind of also like realized like how good of a serious actor he was and like how he can play all these very diverse characters and he's very good at it kind of thing. If, like I think the shield is great. It's the opposite of sons of anarchy. Sons of anarchy is a bunch of villains who are being heroes. Uh, the shield is a bunch of heroes who are actually villains. Right. Uh, <laughs> you and Rocky talked about that show endlessly. Yes, I still will to this day. Uh, I own all of it, obviously. Yeah. Um, that, that might be how I have to watch it. I just borrow your box set. <laughs> maybe honestly, but like, the first couple seasons is very procedural. Like it starts off with a huge bit, like literally a huge bang. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to spoil it because it's shocking, but, (laughs) um, and then the first two seasons are like very procedural. And then it starts to be like, Oh, these guys are actually really fucking terrible. And then you start rooting against your, and your protagonists because you realize they're actually the antagonists. And now you're suddenly watching the villains in every scene instead of cheering people on. Yeah. And it becomes this weird, like, I fucking want to watch these guys burn now. Yeah. It, it basically, <laughs> it's almost like a don't meet your heroes kind of show. Yeah. It's so, in, it's so insane because the people who you like were like, oh, I hate them. They're always trying to keep these guys down when they're trying to like do a thing. Uh, and they're like, they're trying to turn themselves around. But like, then like they do more and more horrible stuff. And you're like, actually, I think these guys should get caught. I don't like them at all. They're kind of terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another um, show that you recommended to me that I kind of want to see before I watch the shield. though is the wire. The wire is also incredible. Yeah. Uh, funny thing about that. I don't know if I ever even told you this before with the wire. So I remember we were having a conversation. If you try like selling that show to me mm-hmm. and around that same time was around the time that I told you who, um, Tom, or, what's Tom Brady. No, um, <laughs> Tom wakes or walks. Wakes. <laughs> What's that? Wow. Um, which one? <laughs> no, I turned yeah. into the Pillsbury Doughboy. That's my my transformation. When I've had too much to drink. I turn into the Pillsbury Doughboy. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Tom Waits. Uh, music guy. Yeah, music yeah. guy. Tom Waits. Uh, and like I uh, was talking about him because I just like discovered some of his music and found out that um, he was the main inspiration to um, not sure that old, the other guy, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. And the first thing out of your mouth was, oh, he's one of the wrist cutters. And the first thought that went through my mind, because we were talking about um, <laughs> the wire before, is I thought there was a gang called the wrist cutters. 
in that show, and that like he was like one of the one of the wrist cutters. No, no, he plays the uh, old guy who yeah. takes everybody around emos. in wrist cutters. Yeah, he um, kind of yeah. Either that or like I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I don't know what to think. I just thought there's a game called The Wrist Cutters because it sounded cool. <laughs> no, there's definitely not a game called The Wrist Cutters yeah. on the Wire. That show is real dark. Yeah. Um, that's also a show to where like the good guys don't die because it was in the era where good people don't die. Yeah. But then all the people you really, really love who are like the crime side of the show, do not expect to get to see them for very yeah, long. Yeah. Uh, that that is one of those shows that I heard like it was one of the first shows to like kill off important characters. Mm-hmm. And so, like, people didn't know how to deal with that because it's one of those, like, oh, like, that person was super fucking important. Like, how are they going to go on to the next season without them? Yeah. Kind of thing. It's also the kind of thing to where, like, <clears throat> it becomes really weird following, like, the cop cast because season one is like, oh, here's all of the people who are doing this thing in the wire. And, like, literally, if it's a scene of the cops, it's them, like, in a van or in a building just listening to the headphones, listening to a wire. Yeah. That's the show. They listen to why people wearing wires. That's, that's the whole thing. Um, and then like you like really like them and they're like very charming and then slowly throughout this first season you're like okay like this isn't really about them this is just like the conduit to get to like the actual characters in the actual world that we're going to be living in here and then season two happens and that's the one where i think if you ask most people who watch the wire they're like fuck season two because it goes from a very um uh marginalized environment uh, about drug dealing and like what it takes to like survive in a very poor area to some a bunch of white dock workers mm-hmm. in season two it just changes the story entirely it's really interesting so they because so every... they pulled a uh, true detective then yeah kind of okay i've never seen that show but every time i think about that show i think about a guy that's on this show there's like he's like an infamous guy out of baltimore kind of um he played a character. I don't know. But anyway, there's like a whole Reddit thread about this guy. Um, basically, he acted on that show. His character was Stinkum or something like that. Um, but anyway, he's basically does this thing where he like um, tries to hustle, hustle people out of money. Because I guess he's just not done well financially or something since not being on the show but um um but he has like this story where he says he needs to get his um his vehicle was towed and he needs to like get it from the law or something like that and he's like borrow 40 dollars anyway dan bell definitely had a few encounters with him because he lives in baltimore Um, (laughs) but there's also just like this reddit thread of people talking about like the same thing like this actor guy that used to be on that show like (laughs) trying to hustle people for money it's just really bizarre i guess that is really Uh, weird actually yeah it really makes me think of um Seinfeld, I'm trying to think stuff. of Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, uh, that show Seinfeld, I'm trying to think of the characters of that, because there's Jerry and um, his neighbor character, the one with the crazy hair, the one that turned out Kramer. racist later on. Yeah, Kramer. Uh, I guess the real life person that Kramer is based off of is the same kind of person. Like, ever since... Um, ever since that show came out, I guess still to this day, he does, like, these meet the real Kramer kind of things wherever like he shows people around like the area that he grew up in and stuff like that and he basically just like swindles money out of people as like being <laughs> being a, a living tourist attraction basically <laughs> what it reminds me of is i don't know if you guys uh remember this internet guy he was early youtube famous 
for eating and doing a whole bunch of dumb stuff. Mostly eating. Uh, his name was Shoe Nice. Oh, yeah, I know Shoe Nice. Mm, um, I don't know. He's like, hey, everybody, Shoe Nice here. Uh, everybody's been calling me about the things that I should do next, so I'm going to drink two liters of mouthwash. Okay, here we go. What the Shoe heck? Nice. And then he, like, hugs two liters of mouthwash. Yeah. Uh, he's done that. Um, Eats toilet paper. Yeah, uh, he drank an entire bottle of Mad Dog 357 one time. Yeah. Um, like, drank an not entire... just drank, he chugged it. Yeah. Uh, also chugged an entire bottle of Jesus. vodka, I think is what it was. Um, ate an entire bottle of glue. Ate an entire roll of toilet paper. Like that's what he was known uh, for. Did like, he eating. die? Nope. <laughs> no. Still alive. But the unfortunate thing mm. is, like his whole thing was like he would do these insane things that like everyone was like, "Oh my god, look at this a crazy, shocking thing." Uh, mm-hmm. And then his whole thing was like, "But I want to donate it all to charity. I want to save the ch- world from hunger. I want to save all the children." Uh, and oh, so okay. like, he, he claimed that he was donating all of his stuff and all of his money. Uh, while he was actually dealing with a horrible alcohol problem, he was getting super, super drunk all the fucking time. Uh, ended up Jesus. leaving his wife so he could pursue YouTube more. Uh, he was apparently very abusive, lied a whole lot. Uh, his channel went down, and then his Patreon started like losing a ton of patrons because he was starting to just be a jerk mm-hmm. on, on live streams and stuff like that. To the point yeah. to where he started doing lives off the street and saying he's living on the street, and it's all their fault. And begging for donations <laughs> so that he can keep buying alcohol. Oh Damn. My God, man, that's fucking sad. Yeah, I mean, there's that's quite a few Nick different Akato stories. Like, that's 100%. I mean, if he doesn't eat himself to death first, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, like avocado is making plenty of money. Like, I guess he recently bought a two million dollar house with you know the Jesus. videos that he does. Yeah, but, but like, he's not. Yeah, but live. he's killing himself in the process. He's oh, like, yeah. the, if you the look at him, two hundred like, pounds. Yeah, yeah, if you look at him before he started doing those fucking mukbangs, it's like he was actually fit and like a vegan or something like that, and now he's yep. like, oh, it's you know, he's like let's eat th- the entire Wingstop menu three times over, pretty much, and yeah, then like, cry uh, into it all <laughs> while yeah. doing it. But yeah, if I remember correctly, I remember hearing a thing saying he's gained over two hundred pounds in the past three years, which is insane. Yeah, that's yeah, not healthy. <laughs> he's he's going to have cardiac arrest. Yeah, like so, um, mm-hmm. I think the uh, the latest controversy was that um, uh, Penguin Zero did a thing about it because I guess he was actually um, he was putting in the thumbnail him wearing his uh, sleep apnea thing and saying that he was sick and that his ba- or he broke some ribs and that his back mm-hmm. was hurting and stuff like that and blaming the audience for it because like they pushed him to do all this stuff. And, and like he uh, brought it up and then he tried creating drama because that's what he does is he creates drama with other YouTube creators because it brings more clicks and more views to him to create all this drama. God. Just sucks. Yeah. Just <laughs> like there's I mean there's that, that like and... just live off of YouTube and like when they like hit their fame and success it like they sort of like peak and then, like, either they do more extreme shit or their channel just dwindles. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they do desperate shit. It's sad. It's very depressing, actually. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it kind of goes along with, like, the whole, um, like, you can make YouTube a career, but it's not viable for everybody kind of thing, yeah, which is why it's, it's probably better to, it. like, if you want to do YouTube stuff, that's great. I would say look at it more as a hobby than anything yeah. else because you want to yeah. do something that you enjoy and like that you want to show other people 
don't do it as a way to like, cause that's whenever you become desperate of like, I have to do this because I have to get the views so I can make rent kind of thing. Yeah. That, yeah. Then you, it puts you and in then, desperate situations compared to like, Oh, I make extra money because I, you know, do art or I play music or I sing or I do funny skits yeah. with my friends kind of thing. Yeah. And like when to the, when they're to the point where you can tell that they're like not having fun with it and it's definitely just a job that <laughs> it, you lose interest and it's like, they don't seem genuine. Yeah, because you yeah. don't want to watch people work. You want to watch people enjoy what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. I mean, that's almost <laughs> kind of like a sad thing. Uh, there is one YouTuber. I want to see him do more things. And like he's actually touched upon this because like I originally started watching him because of the mobile game that I play. I was trying to like find ways to like progress in there. And he does a lot of really good videos like showing how like how to progress in Summoner's War, the mobile game that I play. Because that game's been around. It's coming up on its eighth year that it's been around, which is huge for a gacha game. Because most of those like last a year, then like nobody plays them anymore. Yeah. Um. But like he actually started playing it like towards the very beginning. So like he's been around since the very beginning, and like his most popular videos is on Summoner's War and like how to get past this and like is this a good character to play or not? And here's some of the updates that you do. Blah 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 blah. But he also like does a thing called Saturday morning summons, wherever like he'll do like uh, he'll go onto someone's account and like do all their summons for them and like see if they get like a rare monster or something. <clears throat> but he talks a lot about how like he doesn't enjoy it anymore. And if he knew how much of a grind that game was, uh, whenever he first started playing, he never would have picked it up to begin with. And so that's his, that's basically what he tells people is like, if they really want to get into it, like how do they get into it? Uh, And he would recommend not to do it because of how much of a grind that game is, which I can say at this point, it is just a huge fucking grind. Um, But if he knew how big of a, or how, like what it would turn into uh, early on in his career, he never would have touched it. And he wants to like do other things, but that's how he pays his rent is by doing those videos. And I think in a weird way, he is genuine about it because he's very upfront about like, this is a job. This is what I have to do kind of thing. Yeah. But he keeps on talking about how he would love to do other things other than that. But he still wants to be able to pay his bills, too. Hmm. That sucks. See, that's like you get trapped. in. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I feel like, especially with YouTube, it's kind of dangerous. It yeah. It, it's dangerous to make it a career for that reason is because if you try to make it a career <laughs> like that, you get trapped in those things and like you have to you know, try to find what's trending and follow what's trending and do this and do that. And like, it becomes this whole huge thing of like, you become desperate to be able to pay your bills off. And so you feel like you have to do these things to satisfy people to make ends meet. Just got to like keep up with the algorithm too, which is fucking ridiculous at this point. Yeah, it really (laughs) is. Honestly. I mean, it's always been, uh, I feel like it's always been crazy. Like during, I remember watching YouTube during the beginning of the adpocalypse and like a lot of videos where people complaining about the algorithm because weirdly enough, it brought them views to complain about the algorithm. That's what the algorithm wanted. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. It's very selfish. <laughs> um, one thing I was going to say, because like, I've told Dry about this a couple of times. I thought it'd be interesting to like write a sketch of like called the YouTuber's nightmare of basically like he's being um, like told what to do by the algorithm and like he feels like he's trapped in doing all that stuff. And like it's basically, I got that idea by watching a Boogie Two Nine Eight Eight video. Whoever he said that he when he, whenever he talked to his therapist that he has um, nightmares that he has to do what this algorithm tells him to do, because if not, it's going <laughs> to take away his entire livelihood. I uh, I do not like Boogie at this yeah, point. I know a lot of people are pretty mixed on whether they like him or not, because there's like a lot of people who are, you know, tear him apart on the internet. Some rightfully so, some not so much so, but that's also a whole other conversation right there too. And it's, I kind of fall under the category. Mm-hmm. If you like him, fine. If you don't like him, fine. Yeah, it's just more of like the thing of like he's kind of in a Nikocado avocado situation to me of like half of his stuff is just him complaining about complaining. Yeah. 
and that's yeah. like, ugh, just, ugh, I don't want to be there for it. Yeah. Not that I was like a huge fan of his anyway, but oh yeah, still. and well, that's the thing with me because like I watch his videos and I do like some of his rambling stuff, but that's the thing is like some of his rambling stuff is complaining and some of it's just him talking about life and mm-hmm. uh, he mostly got famous from doing his uh, Francis videos, which is him saying fuck you all the time and breaking things and yeah. being angry, which is no longer viable because of the algorithm. Also, which just, uh, not what society wants to watch. No, <laughs> well, some <laughs> people do, but a very in general, different time of the internet. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, is he was there around the early days of YouTube. And I think that's one of those things is a lot of the OG YouTubers that have been around since 2005, like are seeing how things have changed. And a lot yeah. of them are like kind of look at it and go like, what the fuck is this anymore? Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. just a very different beast. It's a very, very different beast. Yeah, it, it is a very it's a very constantly evolving beast, mm-hmm. especially considering something that we were complaining about earlier is something that um, YouTube is getting involved in now. NFTs. Yep. Yeah, they are getting involved with in NFTs. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible for them to assume they wouldn't though like i mean they're getting involved a lot of game companies are getting involved movie companies are getting involved it's yeah and if these in general just feels like the more i learn about it the more it feels like a cash grab scam it 100 like, people it are is. jumping onto it, it, it and trying to make is. as much money as humanly possible before it just catches itself on fire yeah because it's yep. just it's nothing <laughs> it's literally nothing yeah you are owning the right to own nothing essentially you're yeah. paying the right yeah. to own nothing not even a physical I mean you're paying thing, the right to say hey look at so yeah I mean it's more or less a like especially when it comes to, like the pictures things like of uh which a lot of artists are having to deal with it like people are making illegal NFTs of their artwork when yeah. they have nothing to do with it yeah um a lot of that is like because they're not even getting like the artwork uh the NFT is basically like the URL going to that um artwork which is yeah. nothing like they they don't own anything <laughs> yeah they yeah, own a piece of paper so- saying this is a picture yeah yeah so worthless so worthless but but people are dumping literally millions of dollars into it which is crazy yeah yeah the most popular nft is being the stupid monkey it's like a drawing of a monkey another thing if you want me to uh sure yeah i have other things that i want to talk about too but (laughs) i'm waiting like waiting for you guys to get all of your stuff out before i have a turn yeah i'll just talk about a few things um there is a movie that I like started watching, but I haven't finished because I got tired. But um, <laughs> so there, I I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie, but I just found out like on Amazon. It's called The City of Lost Children. Um, mm, no, I've never heard of it. It's a f- I've heard of it. I know nothing f- about it though. It's a French film from 1995. I think. Ugh, French. Um, and Ron Perlman is it and is is in it. And he doesn't know French, but he tries his hardest. <laughs> so it's the city of really lost weird. children. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Apparently think, he doesn't know a word of French, but all of his lines are in French and everything is in French. But it's a weird, like dystopian, like society sort of movie. I definitely want to sit down and watch it in full, like at some point, even bring it to the podcast at some point, because it's really weird but <laughs> yeah yeah dry is bringing up a trailer for it right now yeah for me and robbie they're speaking english in the trailer so it's probably dubbed then yeah yeah probably see a picture of a brain a weird skinny dude mm-hmm. hooked up to some crazy machine it looks <laughs> like they had a budget of go to the walmart cleaning section <laughs> oh no oh ugh, ugh. 
Stupid foreign what? frame rates. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he's hating on the 25 frame rates a second right now. Oh my god. Just super <sighs> stupid. Learn how to TV. Idiots. I, well, that's the thing is, hurt rates here in America were 60 hertz. And <laughs> in other countries, it was 50 hertz. And so for us, it was 30 frames. For them, it was 25. Yeah, well, it's, it's just how it was. Yeah, it was well, they, they're wrong. <laughs> anyway, I won't disagree with you that you're uh, about that. It's just it was a convenience thing for them. Did they spell his name wrong? <laughs> yep. They, they definitely spelled Ron Pearl's <laughs> name wrong. Yep. <laughs> the trailer. Ron Pearlum. Well, Pearl-um. go back to it. We'll spell it out really quick. <laughs> yeah. P-E-R-L-A-M. Pearlam. <laughs> Perlam. <laughs> Ron Perlam. Wow, he looks so young. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's actually nothing about Ron Perlman, too, is uh, I guess he's going to be coming back for a third um, a third Hellboy. And well, he's saying know. that like he almost didn't do it because he's in his 70s now. Yeah, also, Jesus. like, wait, is Guillermo del Toro going to do it then? Maybe? I don't know. Because he did the first two. It would make sense. From the producers of Delicatessen and Amelia. Amelia being the one French movie that every fucking asshole talks about. Emily? Emily? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Sam. I oh this movie looks bad. It definitely has like it has 90 CGI in it. It definitely has that. Mm -hmm. Also midgets. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Oh, little people. It does seem it seems like some people follow their <laughs> dreams. <laughs> so from what I can see of this, it almost seems like a Guillermo del Toro movie, but without the Guillermo del Toro budget. Others it's steal It's sort them. of like I don't I don't really know. It's fucking weird though. <laughs> uh, I look like it looks like I would hate this movie, Sam. I'd give it a Excuse shot. Me. I don't know if I'd be able to watch that. Yeah. Movie. I mean, apparently Sam's on the fence about this movie. <laughs> Sam's watching porn, I think. <laughs> no, watching a thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. More volume myself. But other than that, I've just been watching Merlin again. Oh, uh, why? Show. It's really good, and it's, it's so show. good. It's not good. Merlin's a great boring. show. It's like, no, you're boring. You're boring. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're all boring. It's why we spend our Saturday night doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that and I started watching The Expanse last night. So. Ooh, interesting. I've I've only heard yeah. amazing things by all the nerds. It's and speaking of which, so uh, the main reason why I want to get my mom's or I got my mom's Hulu account was to watch One Punch Man because of course <laughs> season one is fucking everywhere. You can watch it on Verve. You can watch it on Funimation. You can watch it on Crunchyroll. You can watch it on Netflix. You can watch it on our uh, Hulu. But the only place to actually watch season two is Hulu. So is it good? I fucking love that show. <laughs> uh, I think the re- main reason why I love it is because it's funny, though. Because like it, it's very much about a, a superhero that became so good at his job, it's now boring. I know that feeling. <clears throat> kind of. <laughs> but uh, the reason yeah. he's called One Punch Man is because he can defeat literally any villain in one punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, expl- yeah. you've explained the premise to me before. But is season two good? I haven't seen season two yet. I literally got oh. the. I literally got my mom's password yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's on Hulu. So as long as I don't mind watching ads, I can watch that. Nice. Uh, Sam. 
Mm-hmm. Merlin, is it is it over? Is it like, is, is the show over? Yeah, like it's not coming out with new seasons anymore. No, it's been over for quite a few years. Oh, so it's just about yeah. Merlin. It's about Merlin and just like Arthur as kid. Well, I guess teens and stuff, and of course like the um. Uther and like basically the origins of Morgana. <laughs> yeah. So it's a prequel to Green Knight. Got it. <laughs> it's like a prequel to like, yeah, basically. I don't know. Just like. And Arthurian I feel like Green Knight was kind of like stuff. a, yeah, almost like a fanfic of <laughs> yeah, Arthurian. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Merlin sort of is too. I don't know. I've never read like any of the things, but like, I feel like this is definitely, Merlin is definitely a. Um, high fantasy like Arthurian like <laughs> I don't know fanfic-ish sort of thing <laughs> I don't really when know I, but it's when a good I watched show. you watching it it, like it seems so boring it's not boring it's really good it's like just a I don't know British show <laughs> it seemed like the most PBS <laughs> fantasy show in the world it kind of is but I really like it <laughs> It's just fun, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. Been watching anything else, Sam? Um, just a bunch of YouTube. Uh, there's this guy that I watch. Um, he does Darman Bingo live streams. <laughs> what? <laughs> that sounds so like it'd be pretty interesting, actually. <clears throat> it's really, it's really funny. So you know who Darman is? Like, have you seen his really horrible videos? Is that the guy who's like cheating wife? Uh, this man didn't appreciate yeah. her. Yeah. Thing. She yeah. instantly regrets it. Instantly okay. regrets it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like pretty much they're all the, like his videos are basically condensed down to yeah, like there's... mother yells at her son, instantly regrets it. Or it's like the cheats simplest, on his wife, like, instantly regrets it. Sim- kind of thing. Simplest right. bullshit, like super form- formulaic and stuff it, it, like yeah, that. It, it's but super anyway. formulaic after school spe- special yeah. bullshit. I had a yeah. I remember posting those. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he does, he basically like, you know, does a bingo game while watching a Darman video. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. I'm guessing the bingo is like this happens in the video, this happens in the video, this happens in the video. Bingo. Yeah, like okay. there's certain things that are always there. There's like always like um, spaghetti is one of them. There's always spaghetti and like naming like really high and expensive brands. Um, there's Dar cars, which Darman fucking owns these expensive ass cars, and he always puts them in his videos. Um, so if there's a Dar car anywhere in the video, then mark that <laughs> um, huh. yeah it's funny but <laughs> is this a uh alcoholic bingo no <laughs> oh. it's not something it's a guy called home, uh jarvis it's a guy called jarvis um that's the same but... guy talks to Ar- yeah. Iron Man. i don't know um <laughs> what that means i'm just kidding <laughs> Is what he does whenever he's not doing tasks for Iron Man, and as he's watching Darman videos and playing bingo with it. <laughs> but yeah, which might be why Ultron a... wants to destroy the world. One hundred percent. I'm not unheard enough to get these references. You clearly get them. 
I don't know what Iron Man is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I never heard of this Iron Man. <laughs> anyway. anyway is he also known human. as the Man of Steel? That seems like it'd be a pretty suitable <laughs> nickname for this Iron Man. <laughs> they, uh, they make that. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, Darman, he's videos are awful. His message is stupid and like <laughs> awful I, and like the morally s- simple and black and white. And yeah, like yeah. There, there's and also an option for bullshit. like Yeah. There's also like a, a thing on the bingo thing where it's basically like evil like basically super villain <laughs> because there's always <laughs> there's always like extremes in his videos. It's like the bad person is like super evil and bad (laughs) and like the good person is like fucking angelic and perfect (laughs) yeah yeah i remember there was like one episode wherever um this dude was just like super racist basically and yeah the guy who ended up being his new boss was indian Mm -hmm. and so um he kept on trying to get the indian guy fired like to the point wherever like he legitimately (laughs) poisons the board members of the meeting to try to blame it on the indian guy and then gets caught (laughs) Doesn't go to jail oh or anything like that, but like ends up like learning a lesson at the end of it to not be racist. Yeah, yeah. Them. There's always, yeah. They always do like a quick, the quickest turnaround <laughs> in their moral compass. Yeah, it is very much like at the uh, very end. Like, remember, kids, don't be racist. Like everyone's going yeah. through their own struggles. <laughs> it's very simplistic bullshit, but man has bulimia and instantly regrets it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if there was something like that. <laughs> okay, interesting. But, Robbie, yeah. you had more then, huh? Yeah, uh, it's mostly YouTube stuff. I watched oh. a couple of YouTube documentaries that were actually really good. Okay, uh, I will say the uh, channel Jacob Geller is getting really, really good when it comes to, like his, uh, um, like the kind of documentary style that he does of the. Uh, one that he did recently was the Fear of Cold, where he talked about these different books that talk about the Fear of Cold. Uh, he mainly does video games, though, right? He used to. Uh, now he's getting more into books and plays and stuff he, like that. Uh, he was an intern at GI. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah, he okay. is going more into like books. Like he does talk about video games still. Mm-hmm. Uh, one video I watched is like four short games about pain, basically, and like the psychology behind those games. Uh, the latest one I watched though was one that he did recently called The Fear of Cold, which he's starts in our off... cult. If you were interested. oh, so. I did not know that oh, he? yeah, he's in there. Yeah. Huh. Well, now I know that <laughs> he's actually a very. Pr- pr- Plorific YouTuber. Bah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did a video of the fear of cold, and that one was a really good one. He talks uh, starts off with the um, Jack London novel or short story of a guy who basically um, dies from cold. Yeah. And um, that was really good. I think the one that I saw that was like probably the coolest one though is apparently there's a, a world record for the longest production cycle for uh for an animated film, and it is currently on its forty first year. They've been working on it since, yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Let that sink in for a second. Uh, they've been working on it since 1981. What is it? Uh, it's called the Overcoat. Um, the problem and the reason why the production is taking so long is it's done by these uh, this Russian couple, and the Russian couple, um, you know, like the wife draws everything, and like the guy d- puts everything on the cell shades, and like does the stop motion for it and everything. Excuse me. But um. 
most like stop motion is like done with like wire framing and stuff like that. But he felt like it takes like it takes away from the realistic movement of it all. So he doesn't use it. So it takes him longer to actually do a lot of those. And originally, I think they had six years to complete this film. And then <laughs> we're told like, yeah, like if you're not going to finish it, then we're just going to like cut your budget and you're just going to have to do it independently, basically. And so this film, because like it, they've made shorts in the past, but like I think the longest one was 30 minutes long and the 30 minute long um, thing took like I think 10 or 15 years to make. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they spend a lot of time and a lot of effort on these things. And like, yeah, this one, uh, they want to make a full feature length film with this one. And so they want it to be an hour and a half long. And I guess like 40 years down the line, I think they, they're like an hour into it, basically. But part of it is has to do... Um, like boiling down because this was like a, I think it was like 45 minutes to an hour long for the documentary of it talking about everything and when it came down to like the brass tacks part of the reason why it's taking so long is because the man is like the guy who um, does like all of the cell shading and everything and like does all the movements for the camera and everything doesn't want to use computers at all so everything is hand drawn that they're doing uh, he wants to do it his way without the wire framing because it, he feels like it doesn't look realistic enough so it would t- save him a lot of time to do that but it doesn't look as good, so he takes that out of the equation. So wireframing, what do you mean by wireframing? So like with stop motion, I guess you could say, uh, normally like behind all the papers, stuff like that, like the limbs are attached through like wireframing basically. So like, you right. know, where the elbow is supposed to be, will move like an elbow is supposed to move. Yeah. Uh, he takes all of that away and it's just like the paper framing of it because it looks less fluid with the motions. And that couple, they're actually known as like, they're arguably some of the best artists in the world. Like a lot of, like some of their short films have actually won awards and beat out Disney with it for how well the animation is done with it. But it takes them fucking forever to do it. And like, cause in a weird way, I guess the husband feels like if there's not suffering in the work, then it doesn't like show through with it. And it, and it's not as good. So in a weird way, like it's his magnum opus to work on it, but they've been working on it for over 40 years now. But like, the documentary goes into like, you know, what the overcoat is about and like how they had to go through all this prosecution because they're Russian. And so they had to deal with like Russian law and like um, there is a, um, a most of their stuff had to fall under socialist realism, which isn't realism, but it's like basically the hero has to uh, overcome his or triumph and overcome using hard work and <laughs> being a very good Russian citizen basically. So a lot of it's like propaganda based and they refuse to be part of that, which is one reason why they can't get funding for it. So it's basically kind of showing how a lot of like these large productions and like the ones that like look really good and everything like that. The reason why they take such a large team is because it would take so goddamn long to come out for it if uh, they didn't. Right. And like, it's one of those things like some of the people who actually have been trying to help them with a lot of the stuff uh, have died throughout the years trying to help with it because like, once again, they've been working on it for 40 years and uh, the cup, the Russian couple are actually in their 80s now, and they've actually turned down funding from a bunch of different people because they feel like they have to do it on their own. They're just not going to finish it. Yeah. And that's what uh, during an interview of it, which I guess the husband is like very upfront about, like how this may never be finished. Like they're still going to work on it all the time, but like it may never be finished because basically he's a stubborn asshole about it is when it comes down to brass tacks. Yeah. He's just purposely making it harder on himself. Yeah. Which goes earlier with like with something that E was saying about how um, he used to have to do like a lot of the animations that he did. He had to do it frame by frame. But now there's like, once again, a wire trick for a computer to where it will just like say they want to start here and then end over here. Yeah. And it will move fluidly or the program or the computer program will do the rest for him. And it saves him a lot of time and a lot of effort. Yeah. But they refuse to like do all these things. Like once again, they could use computer generation to help him with this. He refuses to do that. They could like they use like 
you know, like the old uh, Disney thing where like they have like the glass frames and like there's like five layers of them. They take a pic and like the five layers make like one solid picture. Yeah. Like and they do it frame by frame like that of him, like just intricately moving everything frame by frame to get it done. And then apparently he has found better techniques throughout the years and has scrapped entire like our entire like scenes uh, for the project to redo them in this better way. Kind of thing and like made his wife like basically redraw everything. Jesus Christ. But like a lot of what that documentary did so much have to do with like the actual animation process itself, which is fucking mind boggling when you ask me about it. But like so much more about like the history of the couple and like some of the art projects that they've done and like how prolific it was and like how beautiful their animation is and like how like one reason why they're known as some of the best artists that may ever be known kind of thing. But like how it's come at a huge cost for them and how like this what's basically meant to be like their magnum opus will never come out partially because of like Russian law and partially because of the stubbornness of the husband and not wanting to like take any help. Cause like studios have actually come out. I think even at one point in time, the Russian government said that they would help fund this movie for them. And they still said, no, <laughs> we will pay you if you just don't die before it's done. Yeah. Cause people like, they really want to see this movie, which I guess um, the overcoat is actually based off of this old Russian novel. I think it was actually done in like the, 1920s or 1910s or something like that mm-hmm. of like this man who like you know lives in Russia uh, has to like work uh, every day like going through all these documents and then one day like uh, saves up enough money to buy a new fancy overcoat and feels uh, like a million times better and like the world is brighter because he got this nice overcoat and then eventually is it's stolen from him and like uh, yeah, eventually it's stolen from him and he has to uh, and he's not able to get it back and like what was this bright a colorful world that he used to live in because he had this nice thing is now taken away from him towards the end of it. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Weird. <clears throat> but apparently like that's been a in Russian, I guess Russian literature for years. Like there have been other movies made about it, but not by this couple kind of thing. It's right. almost as if, like if like Disney took another fable of some kind and like made their own twist on it, but only two people in Disney worked on the entire thing. They've already taken every fable. There's no more fables to take. <laughs> oh, they'll find one. <laughs> they'll find one. Cool, cool. If they can find an old There's story that doesn't have a cop. Yeah. If Disney can find an old story that doesn't have a copyright to it. Oh, they'll put a copyright on it. <laughs> um, one last thing that I have been watching. Um, They'd probably copyright her- the Bible if they could. Oh, they absolutely would. Yeah. <laughs> they fought super hard to keep the copyright for Winnie the Pooh, which they lost. So, uh, <laughs> Winnie, the, Winnie the Pooh is in public domain, but you just can't use any of the names from Winnie the Pooh. That's stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> technically the names are trademarked, but Winnie the Pooh itself isn't. It's a very strange situation. It, it's basically <laughs> still Disney wanting to keep everything to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been watching another HBO show on HBO Max. Peacemaker. I do, yeah, do want to watch that. I just haven't seen that one yet. It is so fucking hilarious. I feel like it would be because uh, when it came to a lot of what happened in the Suicide Squad, I feel like ha- at least half of the comedy was just John Cena. Yeah. Um, there's I so much going on with this show. Second Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's you, really like, good. You, you need sh- to. It's hard. Should you, should you watch it before you watch that show absolutely yeah absolutely Uh, for the way that for the way that suicide squad ends you kind of need to watch suicide squad first or yeah you need to watch that first to like get what's going on in peacemaker yeah um peacemaker literally starts off where suicide squad ends on its post credits okay so it literally 
it's a, I don't want to say it. Sam needs to watch it. <laughs> it gives you a recap of Suicide Squad at the very beginning of Peacemaker, but I feel like mm-hmm. you wouldn't really get the depth of why any of it matters unless you watch right. Suicide Squad, which is very strange to say. But yeah, okay. uh, it's it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. There's a character in the show, and it's just a hilarious part of it in like a very weird drama situation. But there's a part where a guy is getting his pinky toe cut off. With some uh, sounds dull, really funny. With dull shears, he's like, <laughs> "Listen, peacemaker, until you tell me what I want to know, I'm gonna torture your friend." He's like, "Uh, okay." He's like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt him with everything I can <laughs> until you tell me what's happening." He's like, "Yeah, I'm not telling you anything." The friend's like, "No, no, no, peacemaker, you can tell him some things." He's like, "I'm not gonna tell him. Don't you worry, buddy." It's <laughs> so, like he's getting his pinky toe coffee. Like, oh fuck, oh fuck, I need that. I can't walk without my pinky toe. Oh fuck. And then it's like, what? it's the next episode, I think, they're having a conversation. He's like, hey, uh, I just want to let you know, I'm not bitter about the pinky toe thing at all. I'm glad you didn't tell him anything. I think you're a really good friend for doing that. He's like, yeah, no, I agree. But I think there is some resentment in your voice. Like, no, I'm not resentment of anything. I think that you're a really good person and a really good friend for not stopping him. And he like gives him a really great stare. It's fucking hilarious. It's like glaring at him like I fucking hate every yes. with you with every fiber of my being. It's so fucking good. It's so stupid. I mean, it makes sense with this character too, though, because like I think like one of the defining things you can say about Peacekeeper is whenever he says like I'll do anything for my country, like or I'll do whatever I have to do in order to uh, save democracy. I don't care how many men, women, or children have to die in order to save it. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. He also has a sidekick pet that oh, is a bald eagle whose name is eagly <laughs> i mean okay. also another thing like this is just on youtube so i can look it up uh i really love what they did for like the intro of the the show yes. where they do that dance at the beginning of it honestly i think the first five minutes of that show of episode one and the intro will tell you everything that you need to know about whether you are going to enjoy that show or not i could see that it's i have to watch the intro every single time I have to watch this intro every single fucking time. Yeah, it's so good. I agree. That intro is so good. Something that I learned is that's not actually an old song in the intro. That is by a new band. That's a fairly new song. They just yeah. do the hair metal style. Yeah, I was going to say it did. I didn't recognize the song, but it did very much sound like 80 hair metal band. Yeah, which is that's the soundtrack. Sam, by the way, is 80s hair metal. That is the soundtrack for the entire show. Dope. It's mm. so <laughs> ridiculous and hilarious. It's also very okay. peacemaker. <laughs> Yeah, also my quote-unquote <laughs> boss played the Peacemaker theme song over the PA on Friday. It was hilarious. Nice. Still the funniest thing I ever heard <laughs> played on a PA was at Best Buy. Because for a little while there, what they were doing is if you got a Best Buy credit card, they would play whatever you wanted to listen to over the PA system. <laughs> so you can like, listen, like, yeah, like, yeah, you got a new credit card. So since you're the newest guy to get a credit card, we'll play whatever you want over that. I one time walked into uh, a Best Buy uh, while they're blaring down with the sickness over the PA system, the <laughs> uncensored version. Huh. Yeah. So like while I'm doing my checkout, I, you hear the uh, towards the very end where he's just like, no, mommy, don't do it. Don't do it again. <laughs> ah! like, that part. And I was just like, why are you guys playing this over the PA again? <laughs> and like, the, the poor girl over the cash register is like, yeah, we have no other choice. Some guy got a credit card. This is what he wanted us to play over the PA. <laughs> I, I really want like to that a... could be disastrous. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they played worse. I wonder worse if they over still the have that policy. 
<laughs> I doubt it. I'm pretty sure people have played worse than that because like the first thing that I thought of is like if I got a credit card is I'd probably ask them to play like the lap dance is so much better and the strippers crying over the PA or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a dad and his kid getting there trying to buy a new TV and that's like the lap dance is so, so much better <laughs> when the stripper is crying. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'll take the uh, I'll take the Samsung. great yeah um anybody up been watching anything else because i think that's all i have yeah that's pretty much what i have like i said uh some of the documentaries that i've seen on there um, oh one thing i did say because they mentioned it in um the movie that we watched earlier today was the secret and how like the mom got on like all these weird pseudo things i actually know what they were talking about with that the secret is actually a book that was written in the eighties that um, it's basically a, a short story about how North America used to be like this magical land full of fairies and elves and all this other stuff. And how uh, when people came in, they had to um, they had to go off into another uh, or another magical land, but they left these secrets behind as you do. Yeah. And uh, there's these poems and these like intricate paintings on there. And apparently there's 12 of them and each of them represent a gemstone that's worth at least a thousand dollars and is hidden somewhere in North America <laughs> that was written in the eighties. And to this day, okay. only three of them have ever been found. Wait, like actually there. Yeah. There's literally like treasures hidden in North America that this book gives you the secrets on where to find these things. That's awesome. actually. Yeah. And like I said, <laughs> to this day, only three of them have ever been found. Apparently he worked very hard with, with uh, all these different artists and all these different, um, code uh, makers and all this other stuff in order to like make it legitimately hard to do and what makes it even more impossible to this day is the author died in i think 2010 from a car accident so the only person uh, are the only person who knew for sure where any of these things were is dead now huh and like he put a lot of effort into it like a lot of these secrets are buried underground and they're made of ceramics, so that we can't. That way, you cannot find them with a um, metal detector. With a metal detector, <laughs> and some of them are hidden in cities. Like I think they found the third one in San Diego, if I remember correctly. So if they build any infrastructure over it, it might just be lost for all eternity. That is crazy. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool too. Like it'd be cool to get into it, but like the fact that I don't think I'd be smart enough to solve any of these things is the problem. No. There's Nor no do I have the money to like search for any of these things either. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Hey, Sam. There's a movie you had, you <laughs> did watch, uh, last week, last Sunday, I believe it was actually. Yeah. You remember that movie? Um, yeah. Don't remember the name. But... <laughs> Overlord. Oh Overlord. yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, we went to the theater to watch it. Yeah. A movie that I didn't think I'd watched, but I watched like part of it. And I guess I fell asleep or something. Anyway, I finally watched the whole thing. <laughs> and it was good. So you, yeah, you watched Wolfenstein the movie. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said in theaters when we were watching it. It's like, this is basically Wolfenstein. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> it's yeah. a fun movie. It is a very fun movie. It is. <laughs> um, but yeah. There was like this part that I guess I had paid attention to the most when I watched it the first time. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, 
have I seen this? Did we watch this before, like together? But no. I no, think Sam I just thinks we've it. just watched a bunch of movies together, and we have for sure not. <laughs> well, you know, like I can't always remember the things. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, what was the other one you were for sure convinced we watched together? The Clove Hitch Killer. I could have swore we l- watched that. Yeah, we super did not watch that together. One hundred percent didn't. Hmm. I've never even heard of that movie. Still not convinced. It's great. It's absolutely great. It's dark as shit. But I mean, you love you know me. You I like about movies. BTK. Yeah. You watched it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no you two watched it together. Long. Remember? God damn it! Yeah, I watched it together. <laughs> no, Don't we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do that. <laughs> Anyway. I still have a bunch of movies in my backlog <laughs> that I need to watch. And TV shows. There's so many movies. Like Peacekeeper's definitely on there now. I need to catch up on season two of The Witcher, season two of One Punch Man. Um, I do want to watch scenes from a marriage after you warned me not to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's depressing as shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, there's that. I still want to bring Brazil at one point in time. I'm still on the fence about that movie. Okay. Yeah, we can definitely do that. Yeah. All right. But... I think that's it for the live show tonight. Yeah. I'm falling asleep in my chair. I can yeah. see that because you're starting to like, like as we were talking, you're just sinking lower and lower into that chair. Yep. Yep. It's a real late <laughs> show. So. Yeah. And, um, and unlike me and Sam, Dry is not a nighttime person. Uh, not this, not this nighttime. No. Yeah. Um, okay. If anybody wants to get a hold of us, you can do that at <laughs> the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our link tree that is L I N K T R dot E E forward slash L O I P. That'll get you to our socials and a few other places that you can listen to us on. Um, Robbie. Yeah. Why don't you uh, get us out of here? All right. So make it short and simple since we haven't decided exactly what we're doing for this newest season that we're doing. Yeah. Everything. So just keep it short and simple and say, if you're out and about, Stay safe, be kind to one another, and whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been listening to the very beginning, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Sam, thank you for joining. Yep. Uh, Robbie, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everybody listening out there. Hope you are having a great week. Like Robbie said, be safe. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.